So a quick announcement about what the next... I can tell you right now what the next 10 episodes of Patreon will be. Yes. If you are going to sign up for our Patreon, every level gets a bonus episode. Yes, that is correct. And the bonus episodes are going to be... All hairspray. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, they're going to be our top five movies each. Yep. So... Two Drink Cinemas top, top 10, 10 movies. movies. So we've realised this many episodes in that we haven't reviewed any of our favourites yet. So we're going to review them for bonus episodes on the Patreon. Yeah. And the first one's going to be... Hairspray. So, listeners, jump onto our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema, if you want to get our bonus episodes and hear our reviews of our favourites. Yes. So a quick announcement about what the next... I can tell you right now what the next 10 episodes of Patreon will be. Yes. If you are going to sign up for our Patreon, every level gets a bonus episode. Yes, that is correct. And the bonus episodes are going to be... All hairspray. (laughs) No. No, they're going to be our top five movies each. Yep. So two drink cinemas, top... Top 10, ten movies. movies. So we've realised this many episodes in that we haven't reviewed any of our favourites yet. So we're going to review them for bonus episodes on the Patreon. Yeah. And the first one's going to be... Hairspray. So, listeners, jump onto our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema, if you want to get our bonus episodes and hear our reviews of our favourites. Two drink cinema! Cheers. Ooh, live on air. Oh, good. These new brand of whatever we're drinking are good. They open well and they're kind of strong. Yeah, they are strong. Kind of strong. But we also are drinking orange whips ready to go for... Orange whip. Orange whip. Orange Orange whip. whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. Three orange whips. One for Brett, one for Lee, and one for our newest Patreon patron, Katie Lee. Yay, Katie Lee gets an orange whip. Katie Lee gets an orange whip, but she's outside of our five kilometre radius. So we'll give it to the ghost of John Candy. So we'll give it to Katie Lee once she's fully vaccinated and we're allowed to see her. We'll make a new one for you. We won't like (laughs) give you the cream-based drink (laughs) ten weeks from now. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. This week, as you may have guessed, yeah, that could be funny. Well, the, the title, the title will be on the episode, but it could be funny just to make people guess what movie has John Candy and Orange Whips in it. Yeah, not planes, trains, and automobiles. They don't drink any Orange Whips. I haven't seen that actually. Neither have I. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. But this week we are talking about Blues Brothers, the next of our cult movies. Cult-ish. One of ish, my favourites. One of your favourites? Yeah. It's up right. there. I like it a lot because it just is what it is. Yeah, it's like it's not like it, Blues Brothers. So they were, they were a sketch on SNL. Yep. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Pour one out. 
Oh, pour out one orange whip. For I don't know if John, John Candy John Belushi and pour one pour orange whip out for John Belushi. I think for John Belushi, go, oh, cut one out. Get a Nadia <laughs> Bartel going. Cut one out for John cut Belushi. Um, and but the movie cut one out. That sounds you like cut you have the to fart. <laughs> you cut the lines, don't you? Cut the cheese. I don't know. I don't know about those substances. No. We'll ask Nadia. Bartel. Bartel. <laughs> not our friend, the singer though, Nadia. Anyway. Nadia, a, not Nadia Comaneci. A white substance. Yeah, she. It wasn't like kids I went to school with in. It's not Whiz Fizz at the moment. It's not Whiz Fizz at the No, it wasn't that white substance. I think her, um, her tastes are a little bit more sophisticated than yeah. Whiz Fizz. Yep. Anyway. So, Blues Brothers is what it is. Yes. Um,. It's just a sketch that they made into a movie, mm-hmm. but they didn't try to make the story to full on. They didn't try to make a very deep movie. No. And I wrote towards the end in my notes that it is very sketchy, as in it's a few sketches together. Yeah. But it, they're not trying to make it not sketchy. No. Like they've got this overarching story. Of the mission from God, mm-hmm. but really, it's just them doing something funny in a mall with a car chase. Yeah, it's like and it's them this doing sketch, this sketch, a, this sketch, a dance sketch. number with Ray Charles. Then it's them Aretha sings in the thing, and then it's them doing something funny in a restaurant. Yes, but it does work because they've deliberately written it like a bunch of sketches tied together with an overarching theme. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see it. It's like it is like little bits joined together by yeah. a common, which is kind of what a story is. <laughs> is what a but, mo- movies generally are. You can tell it's like, how about this? Yeah, put it in. Yeah. How about neo-Nazis? Yeah, we'll fit them in somewhere. There's always room for neo-Nazis. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> so, uh, but that being said, I did forget about this kind of the very slow start, including like the industrial view of Chicago. Yeah, I forgot that. In my mind, it's just prison. Yeah. Like we're at prison, we're coming back from prison. Yep. Uh, the start of the movie for me is Frank Oz gives him his used condom and then he's out. So why would you? I'm so, it's like, so I even wrote it down because it's like one, like fancy prison. Like it's a big like oh yeah Shawshank Huge prison. Well, is jo- is that actually Joliet? I don't know. Do we think? But it looks more like some sort of army training barracks than a prison. Let me see. I think that might be actually it. Yeah. That's old Joliet prison. Oh, yeah. Big that's fancy huge. joint. Well, Chicago is very working class, so there's lots of criminals. Mm, political. I don't know. <laughs> From what I've seen of Shameless, yes. I stayed in the south side of Chicago when I went there. Oh, God. Yeah. And we didn't kind of twig. Shane booked it for the group of us. We didn't, And Shane didn't kind of twig that it was the south side of Chicago until like two days in, we all got up. We were sharing this. So, you know, they have those level buildings, buildings with levels. Yeah, like, multi, like yeah. houses. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole second level of this four-level thing had been made into one, like, five-bedroom apartment. 
Okay, so we booked that for the group of six of us. And then the next morning, we were all getting up, getting ready to go to the thing. And a couple of them were like, oh, did you hear the, all the thing last night? And we're like, what thing? They're like, we think there were gunshots. Oh, God. And we're like, oh, God. And then we looked on the news and there was like gunshots, like three blocks from where we were staying. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, why did you book here, Shane? He's like, why not? He's like, it's you cheap. booked us in the <laughs> south side of Chicago. And Shane's like... And as soon as someone said South Side of Chicago, Shane, who's watched every episode of Shameless, <laughs> went, oh, shit, it is the South Side of Chicago. But that being said, we were fine. We were obviously tourists. Well, yeah. And yeah, as yeah. the Uber drivers said to us, the, the kind of gang thing, they just... With each other. With each other. They just fuck with each other. Yeah. Um, like West Side Story, they just dance against each other. Yeah. And occasionally stab someone. Yeah, like they don't get the lo- don't get the tourists in to be like beep 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 beep, you know, and then take out that guy who's just walking to Macca's for his he's breakfast. Got his, he's got his backpack on and his <laughs> yeah. phone and his hand like, yeah. where am I? Yes. So Chicago is the city of the Blues Brothers. Yes, because it is a very blues city. It has a big history mm-hmm. of soul and blues music. It is not far from Detroit. Yeah, so that whole kind of thing. Yeah, and it is a slow start, but then you, I think that's on purpose to make it a movie start. So you're like, oh, we're used to seeing these guys in sketches. Yeah. But this, you know, we haven't even seen John Belushi yet and it's been almost 10 minutes. This must be a full-length movie. Nobody says anything for like 10 minutes at the start of the movie. Yeah. I think one of the first words is used prophylactic. Yeah. Yeah, Frank Oz With his is pen. first up there. Used prophylactic. Why you would keep that in your prison goods, I don't know. Obviously, he's proud. Of He had sex with Carrie Fisher before he went yeah. to prison. And then his brother Elwood comes and picks him up at a prison in a cop car. In a police car. Um, and then She Caught the Katie is a great song. Left me a mule to ride. Yeah, the Katie is a train. Oh, I thought it was like... Am I pronouncing it wrong? Is it? I thought it was um going to be like Cadillac. Oh, she caught the caddy. Yeah, but it's spelled K A T Y. I'm okay. fairly sure Katie's a train. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then the car, and then they go. I think that's the bluesiest of all the songs. Um, the rest yeah, are soul and R and B. Well, rhythm and blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that. She caught the Katie. Gospel bluesier. rhythm and blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In its, in its genre. Um, my favourite scene in the movie, actually, I won't say that. My favourite non-musical scene in mm, the movie mm. is when they go from prison and visit, go to visit the penguin. Yep. As they call it, which the is what hilarious name. Yes. So no, and it's just like they get their chair and they're sitting there and then she yep. hits one of them, I assume Elwood, Jake. Jake first. For swearing. Yep. And then what do you do? And then just like with the hitting back and forth because they just keep swearing. That is fun. And the, the whole thing of him squeezing into the chair yeah. and then moving the chair up to the desk, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. They're, it's a good mix of like them as a pair are very good together. Yeah, you can tell forth. they've you can tell they've done a lot of um work and like improv work together. Yeah. But then also the physical comedy that they do together and mm, separately mm. is very good as well. Did you cringe? Oh, yeah, but that orphanage is so urban. 
Like yeah. it's at the end okay. of a like destitute laneway. Oh yeah, it's like um, Sister Act three. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She's got to save that one in Sister Act three. Uh, she saved a convent, and then she saved a school, and now she's got to save an orphanage from becoming a school. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, that's the creepiest Jesus I've ever seen. Creepiest Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. Hanging over the staircase. Yeah, it's funny. Very weird looking. And then she's the creepiest nun I've ever seen. I haven't seen a lot other than in Sister Act. Um, and Sound of and Music. The movie The Nun. The Flying Nun. The, the, the Conjuring. The horror movie. The Is nun. The, conjuring the Conjuring Nun? Is she the nun? It's The Nun and then Conjuring? You know, there's, there's like a there's creepy a film, nun. The Orphan, but I haven't seen The Conjuring. But oh, I do know there's I'm, a horror movie called yeah, The Nun. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, yeah. but I imagine that's a creepy nun. The creep, yeah, she's the creepiest nun. Yeah, she is. It's and meant to be, and the funny, but funny, but creepy. Yeah, as and well. Then, and then at the end, after they fall down the stairs, and she like goes back. She's yeah. down at the top of the stairs. Yeah, don't come back here till you've been saved. And, and then, then she just wheels back on a like a skateboard thing. Oh, definitely, it was there was someone on the floor, just like yeah, and push or pull from behind. Like you as a stage manager in my year 12 play. Yeah, where it was just pulling a phone pulling, off the hook. Pulling a fishing line that had the phone off the hook. And throwing a vortex. It worked though. It did. Um, One night. Did you cringe a little bit when Cab Calloway said the N-word? I don't remember that. So they go down to Maybe, the basement. Did we watch the same version? They go down to the basement. I watched on the thing, oh. Yeah, Maybe. The Blu-ray that I have has the theatrical and the extended edition. Right. We watched the theatrical because we assumed that's what you'd be watching on the streaming. Yes. But then the disc was scratched. So we went to the streaming anyway. The disc was scratched. So they got into the basement to have a drink with the janitor because why not? Yeah. Yeah. And Cab Calloway explains the situation that they're going to sell to the Department of Education. Oh, okay. You boys got to save it. And remember how I used to sing... To you, mm. and in, he's the one that introduced them to the blues, yeah, and R and B, and R and B, not R and B like Rihanna or something. R and B, rhythm and blues, not R and B, not R and B Fridays on Fox yeah, FM right. or whatever. Just to establish not that, not Usher, yeah, rhythm yeah. and blues, <laughs> not Usher, Aretha. So nice. So Cab Calloway says. They wouldn't worry about a poor old like oh. me. Yeah. I don't remember that. And I went, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, wow. he, he drops the N-word. He cancel is, it, cancel it. Yeah. But he is, so he says it. <laughs> he can say it. <laughs> <laughs> then I mucked the whole order of things up in my head. Yeah, so did I. Like I thought they went kind of straight from there. To go and get Murph and the Magic Tones. But, uh, yeah, so did I. But they actually go to James Brown. They go to church because Cab Calloway says go to church. Go to church. But, and it was like it's all slow and then it picks up a little bit of pace and going to the orphanage. But then James Brown comes on in the yeah, gospel and church. there's no lack of pace or And energy. you're like, all right, we're on now. Whoa, and Chucka Khan. Yeah, great. James Brown and Chucka Khan. I, rem- I recognised her. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't know what she I looked actually like. recognised her voice. She could have been in the fish and chip shop when I went to get dinner and I mm, wouldn't have known. That's true. Imagine if she was cooking fish and chips in 
Melbourne, Chaka Khan. I think what a that, fall from grace that um, she is still making plenty of money. Mm. Um, I still have no idea what the majority of the lyrics for the James Brown song. I know are. the song is called "The Old Landmark." Of the Lord. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yep. Oh, something. But I do know if the church that we grew up went going to had that many flips in it, I'd probably still be going to yeah, church. Yeah, if that was church, <laughs> I probably still would have kept going. Like, no offence to the Uniting Church, but it could have done with a lot more flips. Yeah. I walked past where our Uniting Church was. Yeah. And I thought it was the one we were at. But then I was like, oh, it's this one. It's the Uniting Church on this street mm. in this suburb. And then I walked like... 20 metres, I'm like, oh, there's another one. Maybe it's that one. And then I went the next street over and there was another one. No, it's like five. It's the one that's in that one block. One, one street back from the main street at the end of a street. We'll talk about this off air. <laughs> anyway, apparently it doesn't names. exist anymore, but I thought it looked familiar. But apparently, but my point is that there are a lot of uniting churches on in that part of the neighbourhood. The south side and not of Chicago. One gospel church. No, definitely not. Unfortunately. Um, what light? <laughs> and casting the casting the stunt man. Like you had to find a, someone that could do cartwheels and backflips, but was also short yeah, and chubby. Also John Belushi stature. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, it was Jim Belushi. I can't imagine there's that many um, people of John Belushi's stature that could do those. Maybe backflips. it was like a. Fat suit, oh, like yeah. they just put a beer gut on him. Yeah, that would also affect the way you backflip because it would change your. But fat suits are light. Yeah, you can tell in hairspray that we that is our Patreon episode for yes. the month. You can tell that the fat suit that John Travolta is wearing is light by the way that he she dances. Yeah, he she dances. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash two drink cinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. Cheers. It wasn't lies, it was bullshit. When <laughs> Dan, uh, John Belushi's calling at Jake, is calling at Elwood on not keeping in touch with the band. The band. The band. The band. The band. He says it so many times. I kept count of how many times they said we're on a mission from God. Oh, it was a lot. Five. Oh. Yeah. It felt like more. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's a, such an iconic line we're that on you a do mission feel like that Dad. it's more. Yeah. So, and they are an emission from God. I was listening to some, or like when other people talk about it, it's like, this is so unrealistic. I'm like, it's a fucking 80s comedy written by Dan Aykroyd. Like, settle down. But why, um, why do people go to movies and go, oh, this is so unrealistic? Yeah. It's not based on a true story. But also, like, where do you, where does that line sit of this movie I'm going to judge for not being realistic enough? This movie I'm not going to judge. Like I can watch I don't four, know. no yeah, problem. Yeah, but like, well, people, it depends on the then, story because this is set in this is set in like a real life in a real town with real people. Yeah, but New York was a real place, and the Avengers happened there. 
Yeah, but with like the God of Thunder or whatever he is. Yeah, but like when you go to see any movie, you should just go, well, this didn't really happen. So yeah, like Toy whatever. Story didn't happen, people. Anyway, that's animated. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah. when it's like they drive like this with the car and they drive over that um, bridge. Over the bridge. Over yeah. the bridge of the car and it lands. It's like maybe because they're on a mission from God that it works maybe and the police cars a... deliberately crash into each other. I don't know. Maybe because it's a comedy. Yeah, maybe. That they also <laughs> yeah. can do that with a car. Cops in Chicago, worst drivers in the world. I gathered that from... They um, just flip out of nowhere. It was also in this scene, I laughed a bit because it reminded me of a Family Guy episode. <laughs> Ding, if you had that Ding, on your Family Guy card. reference. They... the Yeah, the scenes of them in the car with the back and forth are when you know that they've done a lot of work together comedically. Yeah. yeah. And they're very good explaining, getting the band back together, the point of it and where the band members are. And... Then they just drive through a mall. I thought this was later in the film. The mall stuff. Yeah. Well, because you have to space out the pointless random destruction. Yeah, because I was like, why would they be chasing him 10 minutes into the movie or, or however early in the movie this was? Yeah. Because, I don't know, for some reason those two cops have because, a vendetta from one moment because um, Elwood. Because um, Dan Aykroyd has like... 19 speeding fines and 16 yeah. parking yeah. infringements. 30 warrants out for his arrest based on traffic. <laughs> and they're in a cop car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they just like, it must have been so much fun just destroying them all. Oh, yeah. That's Fully the fitting thing. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then destroying it. Um, I think that it was a mall and they were going to reopen it, but then they... Just um, just be like, no, nah, let's use it as a movie and destroy it. And I don't, not think they even purpose, like, I don't think they purposely built it for the movie. No, they didn't build the mall, but they would have put the stuff in the windows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're not real shops. Do you have a Miss Piggy? <laughs> like, what the news is this random guy? I think that's a little thing because Frank Oz is earlier in the movie. Yeah. That's what Shane told me to say about I that I think as people have written that. Well, I've read yeah. it somewhere else. I'm like, is that a real thing or is this just speculation? Because I wouldn't think it's like, oh, we should say Miss Piggy because Frank Oz would love that from his three-minute scene at the start of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then he's hung around the set the whole time just to yeah. see him see this line. Oh, somebody say Miss Piggy. Oh, that means but I get you money. Also, like, he also could have been, have you got an E.T.? Because Spielberg's in the end of the movie yeah. in a same length of time cameo. What would have been funnier is if Frank Oz was doing, do you have a Miss Piggy? Do you have a Miss Piggy? Yes. Rather than some random guy. And He's he probably in the about, credits as Miss Piggy Guy. <laughs> he was about to be Yoda too, same year. Ooh. Um, 102 cars destroyed. In the whole movie. In the whole movie. Well, mate, we're only 25 minutes in. Save that stat for the end. Which was a record at the time. And the most expensive comedy mm-hmm. for any uh, of any comedy at the time. You mentioned in the preview episode or in one of our discussions... Elwood's obsession with bread. I don't understand it, and I never really noticed it or paid attention to it until this time watching it. Right? They get back to the apartment. Yeah. And he cooks himself a piece of dry. A white piece toast. of dry white on a bent coat hanger. Yep. Over an over, element. Yeah. And then later on, he they go and see Aretha. Yeah. That's not why they go there, but you know Aretha's there, 
and it's and he like, orders dry can I get toast. dry white toast? And then in Chez Paul, the fancy French restaurant, yeah, Jake orders everything, and he says, and some bread for my and friend. Some bread here. for my friend here. And when they go and see Ray Charles, yes. it was like <laughs> they're all there looking at musical instruments, and for some reason there was like a toaster. A toaster. <laughs> and um, Dan Aykroyd just gets a piece of bread out of his pocket, yeah, yep. and tries to toast it. I didn't notice I'm, that. I'm, that's the first time I've noticed that. And I was like, what is with him and bread? Well, and I didn't notice it until you told me yeah. about him carrying around bread with him at he all times. He must just have a loaf of bread in his soup pocket. To just pull out in case he finds a toaster and he cooks a toaster, a t- toast. Yeah. In a music but shop. Does he have, is it, is it some comment on the fact that he's just like plain white bread? He's very white bread. He's just white bread. But he's musically not. He is white bread, but he does not white bread music. Mm, I don't know. Like, and why not wholemeal? You know, it's like. But yeah. why bread? Why just bread? That's all he ever eats is bread. No, do you know what it is? That's a that's a sketch comedy thing. They're just like stoned, and goes, "How funny would it would be if we just he just eats bread." Yeah. And so they just write it in the movie. Some of it was probably ad-libbed. Like the one at Ray Charles was probably like, <laughs> and it was, leave yeah. that in. That's yeah, yeah. funny. Some bread for my brother here in Chez Paul, the fanciest French restaurant that is the smallest French restaurant yeah. of any French restaurant I've ever been to. Um, I always forget about Carrie Fisher. And the fact that she just drives a bazooka into downtown Chicago. Yeah. She, she just drives around trying to kill Jake. Yeah, which we don't know why or who she is. Until later. Until later. So... Interesting. does the bazooka, right? But then yeah. they're fine and then they just walk in like nothing happened. Because they're for an omission from God. But then somehow between like 9pm one night till 9am the next morning, she's rigged the whole building with explosives. Yeah, true. And then she uses a remote control car controller <laughs> to blow the building up. <laughs> which is a great looking destruction of a building, but mm. everyone survives. Yeah. So she destroyed the building really well. She did. But the Jake's brick's not even gone. injured. Yeah. She's they're the fine. Worst killer yeah. ever. Like Elwood's bread isn't even squished. She's like twenty meters away from him with a bazooka yeah. and misses. Well, her movie career, she's used to being around people not being good shots. Well, I said to I like said stormtroopers. <laughs> in the same year, she's hitting stormtroopers with blasters. And she's very strong with the force, so she should be good with that. But yeah. then she can't even hit bloody someone with a bazooka. It's not. And then she's five meters away from them at the end with a machine gun in a tunnel yeah. and can't hit them. Um, it's not Princess Leia trying to kill yeah, Jake. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, interestingly. Yes. Um, Olivia Newton John was oh. considered to be the Carrie Fisher role of Mystery Woman, is I think her. Credit. That's her credit, yes. Um, but she was doing Xanadu. Uh, oh. What a choice. What a mm. tough decision. But then it worked out that um, with Saturday Night Live episode where the Blues Brothers were on, yep. as the sketch, Carrie Fisher was the host. Oh, and so then Aykroyd was dating Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And then she was trying to kill his brother. Yeah. Movie brother. Yeah. Get me my cheese whiz boy. I still. That's Why? so random. It's so random. I, uh, that's that's a hundred percent 
That's an in-joke on set or something. No, it's, and it, it's like the bread joke. It's a sketch joke. Yeah. It's in yeah. a movie. It's like a recurring thing on Saturday Night Live that there was yep. a cheese whiz character or something. Yeah. There's always somebody being like, you give me my cheese whiz ball. Um, and then we get to the Murph and Murph and the Magic Tones. I had this all, all so out of order. Where was Murph? And, oh, the, yeah, 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 playing. playing don't, you go, don't you go changing. No, don't you go changing. And then he flicks the record on and it's Murph, don't go Murph, changing. Murph. Just the way you are. Oh. Murph and the Magic Tones. Bones Malone. A Donald Duck dork. Dunn. Steve Cropper. And I forgot the name of the bass and the drummer. That's all right. Murph is a dork. But they are two... More of the magic tones. Murph and the magic tones. They're so lame. The pink velour or velvet or yep. frilly thing. Oh, God. Red velvet. And I they're playing that. to like a conference of exterminators. At a casino? At a Holiday Inn. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the two-hour disco yeah. night. <laughs> oh, God. But like if you're doing a gig like that with the musicians that they are, you can imagine it's not hard to convince them to come and actually play some R&B. Yeah, yeah. Like, come and play actually songs that are good and not bad covers of songs that are questionable to start with. <laughs> so they're in. They're in. Pretty easily. Yeah, they've got nothing better going on. And so then uh, we get another we Carrie Fisher. No, no, then we're at Shape Hall. Yes. The concierge is, um, I forgot his name. Uh, he's Mr. Fabulous, the trumpet player. Oh, yeah. And Mr. how much Mr. for Fumble. the women? How much for the little girl? Your daughters, I want to buy your children. <laughs> <laughs> They're disgusted straight away as soon as they walk in. Everybody's like, uh, no, thank no. you. Pee Wee Herman yes. um, was like, I'm not having any of this. And he, so he picks the Dom Perignon 64 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that'll be lovely. Wrong glass, sir. <laughs> Fill it up anyway. <laughs> and then the slurping and then they're just stuffing the bread in his <laughs> mouth, throwing the shrimp into each other's mouths. They're just so gross. Disgusting. What a slob. And then they convince Mr. Fabulous to join. Yeah, they almost torture him into yeah, joining. Yeah. They kind of blackmail, kind of torture, threaten his livelihood so that he can do one gig and end up in prison. Spoiler alert. Then. Oh, then they get stuck. <laughs> Nazis. Nazis. I don't remember it. So when it came on screen, I was like, oh, oh yeah, there's yeah, Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thing and they're stuck on run the bridge. By, and... Run by the guy that could be Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, the American Socialist White People's Party, <laughs> yeah. or Arsewipe for short. There's one. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Arsewipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's right, you know, that's Arsewipe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'll say it again, Arsewipe. <laughs> in the in the people, the group of people that are protesting against the Arsewipe Party, one guy features very prominently. Yeah, he's like he's that extra that wants a line. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, mm, and he's been bugging John Landis and Dan Aykroyd the whole time. I just want yeah. one line, like Ricky Gervais in extras. I just want one <laughs> yeah. line, and so they say, "All right, we're not going to give you any lines, but in this protest scene, you're going to get twenty percent more camera yes. time than this guy." Yeah, 
Um, the thing I loved is they're all waiting and then the cops walking past the Blues Brothers. And they go, what's the hold up here? It's like, those bums won their protest. Won and their court goes, case. They're allowed to protest. Case. What bums? The fucking Nazis. <laughs> And I just I laughed at that. Illinois, Illinois Nazis. Nazis. I hate I Illinois it. Nazis. I laughed at it so much for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, how much has the world not changed? Because Nazis are still yeah. fighting for their right still to be, be doing able that. to protest yeah, exactly. against uh, black people. Yeah. We still have... I was just missing a MAGA Nazis. hat and anyway. it was 2020. Yeah. Could definitely have been. But then they get knocked off the bridge. Oh. And so there's two people now that have it in for... The Blues Brothers. Plus the police from the start. Or two people. That's the two. The police and the Nazis. The police and the Nazis. Mm, mm. Yeah? Yep. And then oh, the best one. Oh, the second best one. Have I got the order even? No, Aretha's of... next. Yeah, the, she's the best one. She's the second best one. She's, she's the, the best, best actor of the musicians. Yeah, she's the worst lip syncer of the extra, the special people I've got. In. It was so obvious that, yeah, um, uh, like Aretha hadn't done a lot of lip syncing to a song on film before. Well, probably not lip syncing full stop because she's such a good singer; she never needed to. But she's the best actor. Yeah, shit, shit. But then even these crack, that. these honkies out here. <laughs> one of them ordered dry white toast, and the other one four fried chickens and a coke. <laughs> Shit, Shit, it's the Blues Brothers. And Matt Guitar Murphy is the worst of the musician oh, actors. Oh, he is awful. And when they're talking about the prison food, he goes, "Oh, they were all pretty bad." <laughs> <laughs> and then they just look at each other for a second, like someone's got a line now. <laughs> oh. And then he goes to fancy going to Aretha. I'm the man, you're the woman. Oh, bitch. R-E-S-P-C-T, yeah. thank you. You better think about your actions. Yeah, you better think. Enter the song. Have you listened to the three versions of Think? I've listened to three versions of Pink. Of Pink. Of Think. Pink. There's the one from the movie. Yep. Then there's like a recording of a then kind the one of on a the version soundtrack from the movie. From yeah. the CD soundtrack. And then there's like original. It's just like speeds. The original is like... Normal you kind of good think, speak, pretty chill. Think about what you're trying yeah. to do to me. Yay, think. <laughs> you better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. Think, think, think that you might go let yourself be free. And then the CD soundtrack version is faster, yeah. which I like. But then the film, in the film version, yeah. they've literally just cranked the... Yeah. Because the key is higher too. Yeah. They've just spun the tape faster. I feel like it was like... I'll just speed it up. I'm like, you don't speed up Aretha. Give me more Aretha screen time. Yeah, yeah. Don't speed it up. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's why the dubbing and the lip syncing looks so bad. Because she's trying to keep up with her song that's way too fast. Well, because this they've got oh, the thing and then they've changed up. this. Yeah, yeah maybe. And then well, one of maybe the Maybe because she's a musician in a movie and it didn't yeah, quite work. <laughs> maybe. Um, one of the backup dancers was her sister. Isn't Yeah, she was one of her singers anyway. 
Her sister. Yep. Wasn't she? Yeah. And so was Whitney Houston's mum? Yeah, Dion. No, no, that's a... Dion Warwick is Whitney Houston's auntie. Godmother? And probably auntie. Mm. Anyway. But Sissy Houston, who is Whitney Houston's mum, yep. I believe at some point was yes. backup singer for Aretha Franklin. You're right. Don't test so, me. Sissy Houston? Yeah. All right. Sissy Houston. We don't need to know her net worth. American gospel no. singer. You mean? After a successful career singing backup for such artists as Roy Hamilton, Dionne Warwick, Elvis Presley, and Aretha Franklin. There you go. Yeah. So, okay. So, she was a backup singer for Dionne Warwick. Yeah. Or if you're American, Warwick. Yeah. So, her sibling, one of her siblings is Lee Warwick. So, maybe Dion was her sister-in-law. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I always just had Godmother in my head. But then I was thinking, am I thinking of the Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus's Godmother? Maybe it is her auntie. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm sure auntie. Anyway, we'll work that out. Yeah. Anyway, back to... Um, Aretha. Yeah. She goes, oh, shit. And I'm like... Of course, you've just lost your two chefs in your restaurant. Yeah, you're fucked. But then I remembered, she can't be that fucked. She ends up owning a Mercedes dealership in 20 years' time. Oh, really? Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, okay. She owns the car dealership, and that's where she seems respect. She she closed down the um, chicken place, best damn fried chicken. In the state. um, And got used the money to open up a car dealership. Yeah. Which is then how Jamie Foxx got involved from Dreamgirls. Oh, yeah. And then, and then we're on there. I mean, it's a different city. Different um, city and a different cast completely. Yes. And then we cut to a little quick bit of uh, the mystery woman at her hair salon, Curl Up and Die Salon. Curl Up and Die. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Did I get this out of the wrong order too? I don't know. Did we do Ray Charles before Aretha Franklin? No, Ray Charles is after Aretha Franklin. Okay. Because then they've like we got then they've got the whole band now. When's John Lee Hooker? He's oh yeah, before Aretha. Yeah, because that's yeah. what I wrote. I said he's playing on the street. In case you didn't realize, this was the black. Oh, neighborhood. is he before Aretha no, he's or Ray? Bo- he's before Aretha. Right. To establish that they're now in the black. Oh, neighborhood. they're in the south side now. They're in ha- the Harlem of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why she's got her soul kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, now they've thing, got all their band. But one thing from Think is Jake dancing along. Oh, there's both of them are He's funny. Great. They're dancing along. They're just like, little, and they're just like, little fat man dancing. And then they just go back and sit down. Yeah. Like they just got swept up in the incredible she, speed of think. She couldn't stop themselves. They didn't have time to think. Ray's Music Exchange has a toaster, I wrote, which we've already talked about. Oh. Which doesn't make um, sense. When that Shake Tail Fella is amazing. It's a great song. Like, so good at it. It's not Ray's originally. No. Think anyway. isn't. I don't think Aretha's. Think I don't think Think is Aretha's originally. She, but she did have a version. She had a version before day. it. But yeah. anyway, um, and just to prove that Murph is the dorkiest of the whole band, yeah, just give him a tamarine. Oh yeah, for this, and he's just in the thing. The, the yeah. whitest dancing you've ever seen in a blues movie. Oh. I know a few piano players. Who are very white but play things very cool. 
Yeah. Their finger they're they're white, but their fingers aren't. Their fingers have soul. <laughs> God. Do you think the people in the streets around Ray's Music Exchange just hang out in the street hoping for a song and dance number to I think, happen? Um this movie gives me the feeling that all black people do that all the time. They just hang around hoping that one day they can yeah. that and someday like, Oh, I know this one. Do the Watusi. Yeah. They're just on the streets like Do the bird. Ray, oh. Ray's playing again. Ray's, Ray's playing, playing again. again. Do the bird. And then the little girl? Yeah, very funny. <laughs> Dude does the whatever. What, the the girl with the big, huge hair and does this yeah. little step. She's only about two um, foot step. tall. Very cute. Uh, very cute. Um, she grew up to be um, Zendaya. Sissy Houston. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she didn't. I'm just making that up. Uh, then, because it's a musical, we need some contrasting styles. Yeah. We have two other kinds of music. We've had two already, rhythm yeah. and blues. Yeah, now we've got country, now we've got and, country western. and western. And <laughs> western. Uh, and so that's why they play Rawhide twice. They play Rawhide the country, country version and, and then, then Rawhide yeah. the western version and to start and end their set. And they're like, doing Stand By Your Man. <laughs> <laughs> with the dance moves. Um, but before they play Rawhide, they play Give Me Some Lovin' and mm. the crowd hates it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, do you know the theme from the song Rawhide? And they're like, what key? And then one of the guitarists goes, A, it's a good country key. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is, is the, it? Yeah. They've and, got, yeah. they have the chicken wire because they're bad. So things get thrown at them. And then they play good music. And so more things, things get thrown at them. Yeah. But you can tell when an audience is throwing good things at you and bad things. They top and tail their set with Rawhide like when I was in a city. San Diego. Yeah, okay. We went to a bar and met friends of friends at this bar because some of them were going to see Shaggy at the House of Blues. Wasn't me. In San Diego. Mm. He started and ended his set with Wasn't Me. Wasn't me. Oh, gosh. Well. (laughs) um, Which was funny because before they went into the gig, mm. um, our friend Josh goes to the girls that were going how long's this gig going to be? He's only got three songs. Yeah. And they got really offended because probably in the States he had more songs yeah, he had than he did songs. in yeah. Australia. But they got really offended because they were like, oh, he had this, 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 this song. But then he started and ended with the same song. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously he doesn't have that If many. you've got a decent catalogue, you don't need to do that. You start with Crazy in Love and you finish with Halo. If you were Bob's Country Bunker. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't book the good old boys again. I'm going to say, I wrote, I wrote, um, I wrote Stand By Your Man, haha. And then it's funny in Stand By Your Man because they're like, and they're showing all these couples. And oh, yeah. And then they just show this guy sitting by himself. He's just like drinking and crying. Oh, he just has a drink. Yeah. And then I wrote, good old boys might have kept their gig if they weren't so late. Yeah, that's it. If, if, a band, if I've got a band booked for eight o'clock and a band rocks up at seven and the other band rocks up at 11, I'm yeah, choosing the one that rocks up at all seven. Yeah. Bad so luck. it's like, but then they get angry with um, the Blues Brothers for taking their gig. For taking the gig that they didn't rock up to. Yeah. Yeah. The other funny bit, before, at this, I think it was the start of this one, is um, in the phone, the phone booth. Just happens to be who, next to the propane tank. Who you're going to call. Yep. Um, and then it blows up and then they're, they're fine again. Yeah. Because and then he, there must be six dollars in change here. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they have the Murph and the Magic Tones car. They <laughs> just like that painted. They just, just blues, blues brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. But there's a big thing online 
like we found the big thing online against Grandpa Joe and yeah. Pro-Veruca Salt. Yeah. Don't go, let's not it go down that rabbit hole again. The good old boy's band leader is the worst band leader in music history. He rocks up late for a gig. Yeah. He's aggressive to the union guy. Like, he doesn't know it's Jake Blues. Yeah. The guy says he's the union guy and he's aggressive towards him straight away. <laughs> yeah. He pulls out a shotgun out of nowhere in yeah. his car well, it's and just and shoots at people. Yeah. And then he drags the whole band on a personal vendetta <laughs> against the Blues Brothers. Where they will miss more gigs and lose more money. They will miss more gigs that they've, and they've already missed one. And they would have paid 300 bucks in 1980. Oh, yeah. For like, what, five or six in the band. Yeah. That's decent. And then um, destroys their van. Yeah, this personal vendetta. Yeah, in this personal vendetta. He's the worst band leader ever. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the good old boys band comes out and ends up playing for the Blues Brothers. They could support the Blues Brothers. Oh, I don't think the Blues Brothers would want them. I'd be like, no, we've got Cab Calloway. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, true. Cab um, Calloway's a pretty good opener. Now, apparently there's a billboard. Shane wanted me to say this. Okay. For the movie See You Next Wednesday. Yes. Apparently that's a running joke in all Spielberg movies. Okay. That there's a movie called See You Next Wednesday. I don't know. This isn't a Spielberg movie. I haven't researched it, but Spielberg's in it. So, And apparently it's in Back to the Future. Ding, and I haven't noticed it. Ah, well then, so is it really true? Gives me another reason to watch it. Oh, shit. And I love that they're wearing their hats and glasses in, in the, the sauna. sauna. <laughs> I wrote that as well. I think it's funny. Like, it's, again, one of those, like, running gag things that's sketchy. Not sketchy, but like yes, a sketch. sketch-ish. <laughs> sketch-ish. Yep. Um, not Scottish, but sketchish. Um, <laughs> that they always wear their hat and their glasses, even sleeping. Yeah, and then the whole band is in the sauna as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, thanks. What's his name? And they're like, let's go, boys. And the whole band is there in the sauna because why not? Mm. It's a bloody big sauna. Yeah. Then they get the gig. They get the gig. By the next morning, they've got thousands of flies. Well, printed, which you know, I don't know. You Office know Works helped. doesn't print that quickly. You know what helped. Ray Charles putting the flyer upside down in his shop. <laughs> yes. Which I, so I laughed good. at. And then I was like, oh, is that okay? But then I was probably like, and then I was like, I wonder if they told Ray Charles that he was doing that. Or if Ray Charles was like, which this is so un-PC. <laughs> this is so inappropriate. That he was just like, uh, which way? And they're like, they get, yep, that's right, Ray. Right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, Ray. Just there. Or that's perfect. It could have been like, Ray going, oh, it'll be funny if I put it upside down. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I, I don't know which one. I'm hoping it's the latter. Because I feel like often. But they were so coked out of their minds, it could have been easy. Yeah, who knows? Um, often, and I don't want to make any generalization, mm-hmm. but I'm going to. Okay. Often, disabled people joke about their disability. Yes. Like Dylan Alcott tweeted. Oh, yeah. I, that was so excited I almost stood up. Yeah, during, during the, Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah. So it's probably likely that Ray Charles went, I'll put one up, but I reckon it's hilarious if I put upside down. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Yes. Um, pretty good shot going back. He's a pretty good shot for a blind guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you get for growing up in the south side of Chicago. You have to learn how Running to shoot a music people. shop. The the drive of the promo is so random. They drive through a field, yeah. down a street, on a beach. <laughs> you and then it's like 
Man on sidewalk. Yeah. Girl eating you, ice cream. You on the bike. <laughs> yeah. And then Jake is just throwing little bits. He goes, free parking. Yeah. And it's free parking. It's ladies night. And it's ladies night. <laughs> and they then, set up that rig on their um, car pretty well. Ready, well, they're good with sound equipment. They're good with sound equipment. they're musos. And Cab Calloway guilt trips the kids into handing the flies out. Like child labour. You've got to give these out. They're trying to save you. This is for your lazy ass as well. Off yeah. you go. <laughs> right, if, the ki- if, if they put as much effort into saving the orphanage, maybe they could have got these kids a home. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't. And the penguin, mm, I don't know. Yeah, she's not got her priorities. Employing it in the janitor position. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. But, right. And then Aretha, the cutest one of them all, gives the little poster yeah, to Aretha. Mm, and she goes, piss off. She goes, oh, fuck you, I'm a little kid, but I have to. When does, Can- when does John Candy get involved? He's involved from the early. Because he's the correct, he's Jake's parole officer. Ah, that's right. Who yes, then yes, helps? Yes. So he knew where Jake was, mm. and the cops went to Wrigley Field, being there. Yeah. To, because that's Thingo's address, ten sixty West Addison. Yeah. Um, because that's the address that L would put. Yeah. But then John Candy tells the Vendetta police people. That no, Jake lives here, Elwood lives here. Some, doesn't somebody say at one point, no, that Wrigley Field thing was funny. And yeah. No, it was no, not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. John Candy says it was funny. Yeah. And then the Nazis end up at Wrigley Field too. Yeah. And that's when they get really angry. So then, yeah. They so at this point before. Sell out a 5,000 seat theatre in a day. Like I've had gigs where I've known about for months and six people have come to. Yeah, but it's like the tickets are only like. $2. $2. Yeah. You could have made it five. You kept kept some money for yourself. Well, I don't know. In 1980, what's a gig cost? What more than five dollars at the Palace Hotel Ballroom of a Blues Brothers? Though they're not a big deal. They're not a big deal. Um. So at this point, they've got John Candy. Yep. The police. The Chicago the PD. Entire police department. Um. The, All the, the Nazis. Illinois Nazis. <laughs> um. The. Uh, good old, good old boys. boys and Bob. Bob. So Bob's chasing them down for a hundred dollars. Yeah, because the, the they got the... paid two hundred dollars, but they drank three hundred dollars yeah. worth of beer. So Bob's chasing them down for a hundred dollars. He spent a hundred and fifty dollars in gas trying to chase them down. Yeah, because they had to drive his car because the good old boys totaled their van. Yeah. The entire like you could have stolen every you could have rubbed every house in Chicago because all the cops are at the Palace Hotel ballroom in the north of the state. Yeah. Yeah. And then John Candy, they the cops say, let's grab him. And John Candy goes, I haven't even seen these boys sing yet. Yeah. <laughs> then Orange Whip. Orange Whip. Orange Whip. Three orange orange whip. Whips. Um, We you skipped over Twiggy. These days, you couldn't drink on the job as a cop. You couldn't have a cocktail halfway oh, through gosh, the job. Oh, gosh, not a cocktail. Yeah, Twiggy, which you didn't even know was in the movie. Well, I, well she's in it for 30 seconds and probably the one of the... First times I watched it, I had no fucking idea what no, a Twiggy was. No one knows who Twiggy is. Twiggy, or... to me, are those Twiggy sticks, you know, that are like yeah, yeah. dried like salami things. Not that the supermodel that pioneered the miniskirt. No, not the, not revolutionary uh, Twiggy. No. Random woman at the gas station goes, if your date doesn't work out, come and meet me here later. How dodgy. If your date doesn't work out, I know a motel up the road, I'll meet you there at midnight. Yeah, which she does. Yeah. Elwood stands up Twiggy. 
Oh, poor, cool. t- poor Twiggy. It would be pretty handy if you're running late for a gig to have Cab Calloway handy to oh, open yeah. for you. Yeah. With Minnie Beyonce the would have liked that, but she, he had, she had to settle for Chris Brown. <laughs> or Jessica Mowboy. I love Jessica Mowboy, but... But not before Beyonce. Not 2006, Jessica Mowboy. No, yeah, yeah. It's Wait. not now, Jessica Mowboy. Whatever year it was. Eight. I knew a hooker once called Minnie Mazzola. <laughs> oh, Murph. <laughs> Murph has no place in this band. I feel like Murph got roped into this band and he's like, guys, can we do some like soft... Can we do some Carol King, please? I don't want to do any more blues. You know what should have happened is... They get to Ray Music's exchange. Mm. Ray, Murph goes, there's no action in these keys left. Like, shut up, Murph. You're playing fucking Girl from Ipanema. <laughs> there's no action in these keys left. And then Ray just goes, boom. And then they're like, do you want a gig, Ray? We've got a gig tomorrow night. Do you want to play? <laughs> you're much better. Yeah. You're much better. And you can't even see the keys. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that would have been an, like, no. What funny is, what is funny as soon as Cab Calloway starts singing, the crowd's like, this is fucking great. And then leave. I love this. <laughs> hardy, hardy, hardy. Oh, that's, this is great. I'm going to sing along with Cab Calloway. Then the band starts. Do, 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 Can't yeah. turn you loose. Yeah. Which sounds really cool. And I want that to be my entrance music when I'm playing in the World Arts Championships. Okay, good. I'll remember that. And then bloody Jake does a flip. Yeah. To get onto stage. The fuck? No applause. Yeah, no applause. But saying Heidi Ho. Oh. Play Gimme Some Lovin'. Gimme Some Lovin'. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've come to a blues gig. You know it's a R&B and soul review. <laughs> what did you expect? Yeah. Chuck a Khan. Um, but they get into it by the second song, but then the gig's over. Yeah. In my mind, this is the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, they build up, they do their song, they get their money, end. Yep. I did not realise there was still like 45 fucking minutes to go. 45 minutes of car chase. Oh, it was a bit much. Like, it was too much, too much. I get that it's funny and just piling on top of each other. Ha, 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 ha. Nah. I remember a bigger pileup. Like, I thought a mountain of cars. Don't they all go off the... Side of the freeway at one point or something. Yeah, they did not that, that many. But then I thought, like, a, I expected or remembered a huge mountain of cars. Yeah. In the city, did yeah. that not happen? No. Chaos. Because I thought again, maybe oh, watch different versions. There's a lot of crashes. I don't think under there's the one train gigantic line, mountain. under the train line where Christian Bale saves that guy from getting hit by the car in the dark night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I I thought it was a bigger pile of cars. Nah. Anyway, that's um, just my my memory. It was speaking of Christian Bale. If you've seen the Blues Brothers, yeah, there's no way Nolan can possibly disguise that Gotham is Chicago. Okay, because you would just go, oh, well, that's, that's the, Blues the Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, whereas like Gotham's meant to be like generic city, generic big city. Yeah. But, like, it's clearly Chicago. It's clearly Chicago. If yeah. you've seen the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Worst, um, again, the worst cars, they just flip for no reason. Oh, yeah. It's God. I'm just blaming God on everything. Okay. Um, 
five hundred extras were used in this thing. Hut 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 hut. So you know they're kind of was funny. Military. That was funny to me. It was just like hut hut hut. Even the guys scaling down. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit like it was a bit naked gun. Yes. That bit. Hut 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 hut. But some of them were actual people. Or am I reading that? Yeah, I think so. That wouldn't Fifteen horses for the mounted police. Yes. Three Sherman tanks. Yeah, get a tank. Three <laughs> helicopters and three fire engines. Oh. To knock... Well, they had to use the axe because they put the bins on top of the thing. Oh, so you can't push over bins. That's it. You can't push over a bin. I did like, though, when they... They, <laughs> they get... Um, they get a th- they pull up and the blizzard and just collapses. Yeah, yeah. Just like you're done. You've done your job, blues. But before that, Rest the bluesmobile, the bluesmobile before that is incredible. Like I can kind of, when they drive to the top of that unfinished road, and the yeah. Nazis keep, keep driving going. and they end up taller than the tallest building in Chicago. Yeah. But one other thing that happens is the Blues Brothers, the bluesmobile flips. Right, and you can kind of go, okay, the car flips back over, but it also turns in midair. Yeah. <laughs> so it flips just like back to front, but it also turns upside it does down like so a, it's facing the right yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> it does a two and a half somersault, three and a half twist in the pike position. Yeah, it is what Sam Fricker did in his... Sam Fricker? Yeah, that's the diver that I watched at the Olympics. Okay. You could, have said, you could have said like a famous, you could have said a more famous diver. Oh, Nadia Kamenich. No, she's a gymnast. Like she would Tom have done Daly. A... Like, you could have said a famous diver, not Sam Fricker. Well, he's just the one that I watched. What if I'd said Nadia Kamenich, like you said at the start? She well, did a funny. flip and a turn and yeah, a bike. Yeah, we got 9.8. We just made it very clear that we don't rehearse this. Yeah. You go, well, that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> Redo it. Read. No, yeah, okay. yeah. I'll edit this again. <laughs> Nadia Kamenich. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke... Uh, no, and then Spielberg is the assessor's clerk. Yeah, random. Yeah, funny. But they've kind of made him up to not look like Spielberg. I could tell it was Spielberg, yeah, though. Yeah, he sounds like Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. All of the band were jailed as accessories. Well, technically, they still owe Bob money. Yeah. Is it what, of accessories to what? Extortion? But they wouldn't have, they would have had money because that guy... With the that offered them the contract, paid them for the gig. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because he said, "Here's ten thousand dollars." They took five for the penguin. Mm. Yeah, and then they said, "Pay the band." Yeah, and then give the rest to Ray. Yeah, so the band would have got paid. So between them, they would have had the hundred dollars to pay Bob off. Yeah. So they're accessories to what? Uh, general nuisance. Annoyance of Nazis. Disturbing the peace. Annoyance of Nazis is not a crime. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a public service. But they disrupted the protest that they went in the court case to... True. Mm-hmm. Oh, they Freedom of speech. That was just Jake and Elwood. That was just Jake and Elwood. Why are they in prison? Um, to be a good band. Do you think it was visiting hours and so the whole band visited them? Got in, and in all the... Then got in their gear. Yeah, in the prison guard. And got garb. their prison garb. I don't know. I always thought that. It was like they didn't really no. do anything wrong. It's just the Blues Brothers band is in prison. Yes. 
because it's not as exciting an end to the movie. Jake and Elle were pressing play on a tape and singing along to a backing track. No. It's no. not quite as exciting. Yeah. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. What did it. Stan tell you to watch next? Binge what tell you to watch next? I can't remember. Godfather Part 2. Oh. <laughs> what? Not Blues Brothers 2000, which is no. on binge. Oh, okay. It's like, but it wasn't even a they're suggestion. Not, they're not even... The same type of movie. No. The only reason they're similar is that they're both too long. <laughs> That's really the only thing they have in common. And there's crime in them. There's crime and somebody wears sunglasses at one point. I'm assuming in Godfather 2, somebody in Tuscany wears sunglasses. It's 106 miles to Tuscany. It's <laughs> 106 miles to Tuscany. What are missing from God? That's more Godfather 1. That's actually, I'm not going to say it, not a bad impression. That's probably... Top three. The best you've... It, Top that three. didn't sound like Dan Aykroyd doing an impersonation of Marlon Brando. <laughs> That's good. That's bad. <laughs> Shit, I should have stopped you while went I was too ahead. far. I think it's a good movie. It's very good. Great. Haha. <laughs> Funny. It's too long. I'm giving it four orange whips out of five. I'm giving it three orange whips. Just so I can <laughs> say that. All right, well, I'm giving it four fried chickens. <laughs> and a Coke. And a Coke. Um, the music carries the movie. If you didn't like that music, you'd give it one dry white toast out of five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's got its funny little bits and the music carries it, much like Bohemian Rhapsody. I think story-wise, though, com- comparing to our other cult movie, I think the last third of Rocky Horror just goes completely off the rails. So Whereas, kind of no, but like this is sketches up to. tied together. I, I, and I've seen other movies that are sketches tied together not very well. Yeah. And you think about a movie that wants to feature songs. Like if you said, here's five soul songs. Yep. Give me some loving, Minnie the Moocher, Think, um, Shake a Tail Feather. Yeah. And... <laughs> Old landmark <laughs> Lord gospel song Yeah You could write Meryl Streep as a slut Who sleeps with three right. men to try okay. and tie them together But instead they're just like Hey, we want Aretha Franklin to sing a song So why don't we make a scene where she tells her husband she has to, He has to think about Ah, ah yes yeah. And they said the thing They said the name It's a very kind of like Broadway musical you yeah. better think. Ah. Yeah, that's that's the only one that's a story song though, an old landmark. The rest are yeah, performed. They're pretty performed. Yeah, um, but that's still performed. The old landmark one because it's just in the church. It's just performed, but it's in the context of the gospel church. I have a serious question. Yes. No, I don't know how much cocaine John Belushi did no, on set. I don't want to know. My serious um, question is. She couldn't possibly miss with a machine gun in the tunnel. 
She That's didn't not a want question. It's her, a heart, her heart didn't want an myth. She's a only, monster. The That's only... what it's got to do with Godfather. Oh, there She's you go. a monster. She's, wow. In the Croatian mob um, in Chicago. <laughs> God. Um, she... Like, Jake takes off his glasses to go, Ooh, Yes. I'm like, still in love with you. And then, like, goes, fuck you, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, drops her in the mud. Yeah. Um, okay. Is this movie... A love story. Cultural appropriation. Oh, does that have to do with Carrie Fisher? No. No, okay. It has to do with white people... Playing black people music? Yes. For their own, you know... They're appropriating black culture for their own success. Uh, is that a thing? Yes. Does that mean like the Motown tribute show that Shane and I started is cultural appropriation? Well, Surely not. Surely you can play a song. They're not doing blackface. They're like white saviors of black culture though in this. They're not saving They're black saving culture. blues. Their blues is like, oh, how good is this blues played by this white band with one black guy in it? They're saving the orphanage. They're not the mission from God mm. isn't to save blues. It's they to save are, the kids. But they're like spreading blues. No, I don't think they're spreading blues. I think it's like I don't think still at any point celebrates black artists though. I don't think they're It's not like they did Rhythm and they did a rhythm and blues thing, and instead of like Aretha Franklin, it was the white version. I, do, I do, there is no Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> it's Demi Lovato come out of here and sing a song. Yeah. No, I I think I think what makes it not a white savior movie is that at no point is the purpose of their actions. To try and revive blues. Right. So the reason they are the Blues Brothers is because Cab Calloway taught them how good these artists are. Yeah. So that made them want to perform the music. They do that yes. so well that that's the thing they think of to raise the money to save the kids. Yeah. All right. The only white savior bit is they're saving one janitor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's the that's how we're gonna do it. That's my censorship. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, I was just asking the question. Other than that, there's nothing problematic in this movie. I could see how somebody could have a case for why it is cultural appropriation. Has someone on the internet? Probably. Of course. Of course. Um, someone has on the internet. Let me see this. Someone on the internet probably said that Carrie Fisher didn't consent to be kissed by Jake in the tunnel after she tried to shoot him. It venerates African-American culture and recognises African-American performers and artists. Correct. While any cultural conversation today might cite the comedy as an example of appropriation and white saviours rescuing the blues, the movie's origins seemed innocent enough. No, but they don't. At no point. It's not about bringing... I, yeah, I get that. It's not saying, like, we need to get blues out to the people. When they're discussing the hotel ball, the Palace Hotel ballroom with that guy, they don't say, we need a big room so that we can infect as many people as possible with blues. Yeah, that's true. So it's not saving the blues. No, it's, it's using the blues as a vehicle. As a movie, it introduced blues to a new audience. But it did that through mainly 
it did that by having Aretha Ray and yeah. James and Cab Calloway. Yeah, yeah. Because I use all their first names because I know them. Which you I know don't. them so well, Aretha. Well, because yeah. they're Aretha. You, yeah, know. yeah. And Ray, that's a movie. Ray, but not um, James. James. <laughs> James the movie. James the movie. Get up is his biopic. Yes, Chadwick Boseman. Very good. Uh, right. Have you seen it? No. He's very good. I think I've seen Chadwick pour Boseman in two out. movies. Black Panther. Oh, for James Brown and Chadwick, and Chadwick double Boseman. pour out. Yeah. Black Panther and that one that he should have won an Oscar for. Oh, and Aretha, fuck. And Cab Calloway, I assume. Cab Calloway. And John John Belushi, John Candy. Carrie Fisher. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Is this the most most (laughs) dead recent movie we've watched? This is safe for me to watch because it's not the curse of me killing people after I watch a movie. We haven't mentioned the curse of you killing people. The curse. We should mention it in a future episode. We'll mention it in a future episode. We might mention it in our next classic movie episode. Yep. Um, four fried chickens out of five. Uh, three orange whips for okay. me. And for whoever thinks it's cultural appropriation, one dry white toast. Ooh. Thanks for joining another episode of Two Drink Cinema. <laughs> Our next episode will be Tuesday's preview of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Our new Patreon episode is out now talking about hairspray. Yes. Uh, so... Tune in to that one if you're a Patreon member. If you're not, head to patreon.com forward slash to drink cinema. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of To Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. For more of Odd Socks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. <laughs>